welcome back to another and this one will be a somber edition of bavarian podcast works this is chuck smith and i am here to bring you the post game show following a massive upset loss for bayern munich at the hands of sc freiburg in the day of bay pokal it was a 2-1 finish it was a very lackluster an uninspired effort from Bayern Munich. Where have we seen or heard that before? And Freiburg had a plan. They came in. They executed it perfectly. And in the end, they needed a little bit of luck. But they got the job done. And gave Bayern Munich the boot from the Pokal. Yeah, it happened again. Where have we seen this before? Bayern Munich loses to an inferior team. Be, that played a compact style, which required a lot of creativity. It was something on the day that Bayern Munich could not muster. As much as they tried to break down that compact formation from SC Freiburg, they could not get the job done. And while I think it is time to at least put the brakes on that coronation of Thomas Tuchel for just a little bit, okay? Uh, as much as everyone loved the result that he got on Saturday, it just showed that this is the same group of Bayern Munich players with the same issues, no matter who the coach is. And working back and using a 4-2-3-1 might have played against Bayern Munich in this match, but that's something we can debate and talk about a little bit later. Like we always do on the post-game show, let's go through how this one played out. You could tell early on that Bayern Munich was going to have to work really, really hard against a very inspired SC Freiburg squad. Uh, Freiburg, of course, has not had any luck at the Allianz Arena. Christian Strike, of course, has a long history of failures at the Allianz Arena. So this match clearly meant a lot to them, and they played like it from the outset. Now, it's not to say that SC Freiburg came out and was great, and they were this technical unit that was going up and down the field with with a plum. No, it wasn't like that. They were prepared to grind it out, to make Bayern Munich work, and to, to take advantage of any mistake that Bayern Munich made, which, of course, did happen. But as the two teams scuffled their way through the first 19 minutes, we did see Bayern Munich break through off of a corner. Joshua Kimmich with a just terrific delivery that found the head of Dio Upamakano, Upa Makano, who was not credited with the opening goal against Borussia Dortmund, but in my mind should have gotten credit for it. Opened the scoring again, got ahead on that, made it 1-0, gave Bayern some confidence. But if you were watching the match as a fan, there is no way you felt super confident about the way Bayern was playing. It had nothing to do with the individual efforts of most players. In fact, I, I don't know that this one was one of those times where Bayern just was outright you know filled their lineup was filled with terrible performances or anything like that flat yes lackluster yes but this was not a case where the whole team just you know sucked um there were some good efforts there i thought there were some absolutely uh well there were absolutely some players who were going out and who were trying to make things happen uh in my mind it just nothing was connecting nothing was able to be converted and it showed as the game grinded on you could see that there was going to be an issue and of course like there always is in these types of games with Bayern Munich the other team 
eventually was able to strike back. And we had to wait not really that long. Uh, in the 27th minute, uh, Nicholas Hoffler had a just tremendous shot. And what a strike it was to beat Jan Sommer. There was nothing Sommer could have done on this when the ball was hit with such velocity and it was placed so perfectly. Uh, I don't even know if there was much defending that Byron could have done better. I'm sure maybe someone could have stepped a little quicker, but it was such a bang-bang type of play. It was just one of those goals that happened over the course of a game. And it was just what Freiburg wanted to happen, to get to 1-1 at 27 minutes. You could see who the side was that had life, and you could see who the side was who was just trying to, to work through this game and get it over with. So the game went into halftime at 1-1. I know in my mind, I was already calculating the ways Freiburg was going to break down Bayern Munich because there just was nothing clicking with Bayern. Uh, there were some decent individual performances, but honestly, as a unit, they didn't look free flowing. They didn't look like they were in sync. Again, these are all things that we've seen over the years, especially under Julian Nagelsmann. And I can't say I'm totally surprised. Uh, it doesn't matter who the coach is, whether it was Nagelsmann or Tuchel, Bayern Munich was always going to be susceptible to these kind of performances. So in the 64th minute, Tuchel started to push some buttons a little bit. He substituted in Serge Gnabry for Kingsley Coman. I thought Coman had a very, very good shift. Uh, well, I, listen, I don't want to say very good shift. Coman, uh, I thought, was was uh, his ever-dangerous self. I thought he did some good things. I also think that... Uh, you know, he wasn't as involved offensively as I would have liked to have seen him in a, in a match like this. Uh, so Coman came off uh, for in favor of Gnabry, who, um, I mean, it wasn't a great substitute appearance for him. It wasn't terrible by any means. He he did try some things. He, he did attempt to get the offense kick-started, but he's not the kind of presence that was going to come in and make something happen in this kind of game where, Freiburg was so compact. Uh, so, yeah, that was, uh, you know, listen, you can say whatever you want about the substitution. I probably would have left left Coman in, but I get why Tuchel brought Gnabry in. We also saw Jamal Musiala come in for Eric Maxim Chupo-Moting. I thought Chupo had a terrible match. Uh, you know, some of the scoring systems out there don't seem to indicate it. I thought his first touch was off. Uh, I didn't like some of the decisions he made. Uh, timing of his runs were not great always. He was trying to make things happen. So I don't want to say that he had a terrible effort. I just didn't think he was that good in the game. And it was one of those situations where I think Bayern Munich, when you look at this team overall, you realize that they really do need a top-end striker. And it's matches like this where that gets shown. And it's not a knock on... Chupo. He's really good at what he does. I think he's a terrific backup striker. I still don't see him as a top flight number nine. I think it's going to be a weak spot. And I think if, if SC Freiburg has done anything in this match, it's given some teams a blueprint for how to defend Bayern Munich and how to frustrate them. And I think that there are plenty of teams left on the slate here that will take some notes from this match and see what they can do with them. Uh, we also did see in the 79th minute, Sadio Mane, come on for Leon Goretzka. Uh, I did not think it was a good performance from Goretzka. I thought he was very inactive. I think he hustled. I think he tried hard. He was not on the ball as much as a central midfielder should be. He kind of was invisible in the offense a lot, which is disappointing because 
I always say that Bayern Munich operates best when Leon Goretzka is terrorizing teams box to box. And I did not see that today. Part of it was the way Freiburg played. They were not going to let Goretzka make those long runs. They were not going to let him drive with the ball. They weren't really going to let him do anything. And it showed uh, he was, in my mind, very ineffective on the day. Mane, I mean, I mean, other than picking up a yellow card, he didn't really do anything. Uh, I've not been impressed with him. I, I don't know. Listen, I questioned the move when it happened. I get why they did it. I, I'm still kind of not sure how he fits on this team. And I think I think a lot of people probably feel that way. I don't know what his position is here. He was looked like he was playing striker to me when he came on, but I thought he was not very effective. But the play of the match happened in the third minute of extra time. Jamal Musiala, after Mane's yellow card, uh, which it's kind of funny that he came in, uh, picked up the yellow, and, uh, you know, honestly, it didn't make them lose the game, but it set SC Freiburg up in a position to win the game. So I guess Mane did impact the match. But either way, after Mane's yellow, uh, there was a scrum, a ball was put into the box. It did hit Jamal Musiala, whose arms were extended. Uh, Unfortunate for Musiala, uh, very unfortunate, uh, was really terrible for Byron because it did give uh, SC Freiburg a PK and Lucas Holaire buried it. And that was it. That was the match. I mean, he tucked it under the crossbar. It was, a, it was a pretty courageous shot from him. I guess he didn't want to test Summer low, but uh, Lucas Holaire did the job. He was uh, put in a very big moment. And we've seen, of course, some players not be able to handle the spotlight there, but Hilaire did. And I, I you know, listen, he was uh it was a great shot. And while there were some seconds that needed to be ticked off on the clock after Byron tapped off, you the game was over at that point. Uh we all knew that. And Bayern Munich was eliminated by SC Freiburg. So uh, where do you start when you want to talk about this match? What went wrong? Where does it all begin? So in my mind, and and listen, I have been a 4-2-3-1 guy. I have, you know, I love when Hansi Flick stuck to it. I think when Bayern has the personnel for it, it's definitely the way to go. And it's not that they don't have the personnel, but I do think that Bayern's best 11 operates best in a back three. But that's beside the point. Tuchel used a 4-2-3-1. And we could see early that Bayern was going to have to be creative. They were going to have to force the game into SC Freiburg. They were going to have to impose their will and just be the better team, and they couldn't do it. Time after time, uh, passes were not precise enough. Runs were not timed well enough. There was an extra dribble, the lack of pulling a trigger. I mean, I could say in the second half, Leroy Sané had a tremendous dribble through a couple of people. Great run through, and he just didn't pull the trigger in time and eventually took one extra dribble, got a shot blocked. But it's those little moments in these games that do add up. And, you know, when I look at Sané, I thought Sané had a good game. Like I said about Coman, I thought he had a good game. I thought Thomas Muller actually played really well. And I know he's not scoring so well uh, in some of the post-game rating systems, but I thought Muller did a good job, was constantly looking to create, was being creative with his runs. Uh, I thought he was far from being the problem. I thought Yashua Kimmich, he bossed the midfield, and he didn't have much help today from Goretzka. So I thought Kimmich did well. Didn't really have too big of a problem with the back line. Uh, Benjamin Pavar was okay. 
Jao Cancelo was okay. In my mind, Jao Cancelo kind of causes an imbalance in the back line because he gets so central. And I know that's probably by design, but I don't know that he's fast enough to get back and create that balance. So there's always someone scrambling. Uh, a lot of times today it was Matthijs Delict. Uh, Diopa Makano had the goal, of course, and I thought he was okay defensively. Uh, out of the four of them, I thought maybe Delict was probably the best. It wasn't their best game as a unit in terms of communication and coverage, but it wasn't terrible. Uh, I mean, obviously, aside of the Hoffler goal, it what really was not, I mean, Freiburg didn't have many serious threats on Jan Summer. This was not a match where you could pinpoint the back line and say they were bad and that's why they lost. This was another one of those frustrating matches for Bayern Munich that we've seen a million times. We have seen this under every coach where the team gets stagnant. They don't have the necessary creativity to deal with that kind of compact defensive structure. And then they ultimately just start gambling on things to work. And as we've seen, I mean, this has happened a million times. It comes down to one unfortunate play. I think we saw it earlier this year with Matthijs Delict picked up a PK uh, in in a late late in the match, and I can't remember which one it was. I don't know why it's blanking on me, but very similar. Like this was a situation where Mane did not need to pick up the foul that he did. Uh, and like I said, didn't cost Bayern the game, but ultimately it set Freiburg up in a nice position to be able to win it. And the unfortunate part of it all was Jamal Musiala being the person who got the handball because, listen, Musiala is probably not feeling this Tuchel move right now. As much as they say Musiala is not at 100%, I don't think that, that Tuchel was going to start him in either of these two games anyway. And now this is where it all gets interesting because Tuchel is going to have these difficult lineup decisions to make. And he's now going to have this record that has a blemish on it now he is not the savior that has come in to get Bayern Munich through win the treble and 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 push them over the top against Man City he's now lost he's lost the Pokal uh he'll be in a position that if he cannot figure out how to work with these players in the next couple of weeks he's also going to put at risk the Bundesliga and the Champions League I was very disappointed in the way that Bayern Munich played. I think if I had to take a second just to assess everything, I would say that the the lack of urgency once again was a problem. It's like Bayern knew what they were facing. They knew that it was not going to be easy to play against a formation this compact. But they didn't have the urgency to push through and break it down and and just continue to put that pressure on Freiburg. They were too patient. They were trying to be too cute with their passes. There were so many chips and lobs into the box. I, in my mind, great if you're if you're winning, but when the game is tied against a, a team playing that style, it's probably not going to work. So there were a lot of wasted possessions in my mind, and. In a lot of ways, to me, Bayern Munich did not adjust to what was going on. For the entirety of that match, you could see what Freiburg's plan was. You could see what they were doing. And Bayern just kept doing the same things over and over again and getting the same failed results. So if I sound frustrated with the way they played, I am. They, I, and every fan probably is frustrated. It, it, it's not 
it was not a good effort from Bayern Munich. And it's not to say the players didn't try. It's not to say they were lazy. It was not a good effort because they didn't figure something out. The coach had no answers. The players had no answers. Together, they failed. And this entire week has been devoted to Thomas Tuchel being a genius and the players being revitalized. That can all go out the window. What we need to see from this point forward is Tuchel come up with his plan for how to best use Bayern's best 11 players. And we can go back and forth about what formation that might be. And as much as I like the 4-2-3-1 and the balance it provides, I think he's going to have to use a back three to get the best out of this unit. And right now, I'm not sure Byron even has a true legitimate threat at striker. Chupo, for as good as he has been, is, again, still in my mind, he's a backup filling in right now. Sadio Mane has not lived up to the hype. He's not really a true striker anyway. And and on, if anyone can tell me when he's clicked, at Bayern Munich, when it's all happened for him, let me know when it happens because it has not happened yet. In the end, uh, this was a pretty terrible result. You hate to see Bayern Munich eliminated from the Pokal. You hate to see the chance at a treble being eliminated right now. And you especially hate to see it just a couple of weeks after they fired Julian Nagelsmann in one of the more peculiar and bizarre sackings that I have ever seen. So, I'm not bitter about it. Um, as I've said a million times, I've been up and down on Nogsman. I supported what he was doing. I thought he had them on the right track. I really did think he just finally figured it out when they sacked him. But now you start over. Now you have Tuchel and his ideas. And he's a brilliant man, a great coach. I'm sure he will figure something out. But... How is that going to work with the roster? Does he have the pieces he needs to do what he wants for this team to be successful? Can he line them up and keep the locker room happy, which is going to be a huge challenge uh, down the stretch here? Can he keep them happy if he has to change the formation or rely on other players? It's all going to be interesting. It's going to be fascinating to watch play out. I had to watch this game while being pretty sick, and now I don't feel much better so <laughs> it's uh it was one of those days right uh Bayern Munich goes down 2-1 they are eliminated from the Pokal and you can be sure that we will have everything all of the coverage at BavarianFootballWorks.com so after you listen to this podcast check out our posts I'm sure that our following podcasts I know I'll have the weekend warm-up coming up uh I'll probably combine a preview show with that just so you're not getting hit with a million different uh, podcasts, although you never know. Maybe I'll be inspired tomorrow to break it out and do one separately. Maybe I will do that. It might deserve it after this effort by Freiburg, but uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll let you know as soon as that schedule settles down. But thank you again for listening. As always, you can get me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get our tweetmeister, Tom Adams, at Tommy Adams 71. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. And you can get all of our wonderful podcasters and writers at BavarianFootballWorks.com. Check us out. We are going to be covering all of this. I'll be touching base with you for the weekend warm up podcast. So check me out there. Please hit our site up. We are going to cover this thing in depth. And uh, we will have a lot to say about yet another frustrating Pokal effort from Bayern Munich. Thanks for listening. 
We will see you next time.